When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Welcome back to the show. It's an interesting year of footy over in Adelaide. The Crows should have made the finals if it wasn't for one umpiring stuff up against Sydney in the second last game. And Port Adelaide finished top four, then went out in straight sets. So we, we need to look back on what the Crows and Port Adelaide did in 2023 and then look forward to 2024. No better man to do it than Tom Wren, Channel 9 Adelaide, who joins us. Hello, Thomas. Hello, Jules. Oh, goodness, don't mention the war, that post. Um, Boy, oh, boy, the most infamous post since Wayne Carey, I think, collided with one as a Crow back in, what was that, 2003, I reckon? That's right. He did it at at old Amy Stadium, didn't he? Yeah, and that was... He was actually playing some pretty good football at the time, mm. Jules, and then went down with an injury and, and I don't think got back for quite a while. And it might have almost been the beginning of the end um, for Kerry, who was obviously, a, I think, the best footballer I've ever seen live um, at North Melbourne. But, um, yeah, that post wasn't a popular one and more was the one, or more the goal umpire a little bit earlier this year. And that was the same post that uh, Josh Jenkins kicked that match-winning goal <laughs> slash point in a showdown, wasn't it? It's funny how karma can come around, isn't it? It sort of squares up in the end, doesn't it, Jules? That's that's exactly right. You know, they, they got away with one there, the Crows. But um, you don't bring that up with Crows fans because they forget that side of the argument pretty quick. But remember the one from the Sydney game pretty quickly. They do. Hey, before we look back, we'll start with the Crows. But just on Port Adelaide this week, it's been a big week. Uh, new leadership group, yes. Connor Rosie, new captain. Zach Butters, vice-captain. Uh, eight-year contract extension for Connor Rosie. We know what Kane's thoughts are on these long-term contracts, and he did say, love the player, hate the deal. Has there been any negative reaction about the length of the deal for Connor Rosie, or is it all Port Adelaide fans just more than happy to lock him away for life? Pretty positive. I mean, you know, he, given what he's been able to do, Jules, particularly in the last two years, 100-plus games already, um, you know, dual All-Australian, it, it's a pretty sparkling resume. That he's that he's that he's managed to put together. So um, you know, most fans have been positive. That said, there's always an element of risk when you know you sign a player to that length. You know, he's he's got to be there until the end of 2032. Now, you know, if there's some serious knee injuries or something like that, you've got him locked in. You, you can't get away from it. So a little bit, a, a few people questioning it, but on the whole, Jules, poor fans, pretty happy to have him locked away and basically guaranteeing. He's going to be a one-club player. He's had an amazing two years, uh, and so and Zach Butters as well. So it's pretty exciting for Port. Yeah. The future is in good hands. Let's start with the Crows, though, Tommy. When uh, 2023 comes to an end, uh, who was it kind for at the Adelaide Crows? Who were the best ones this year? Yeah, who was it, who was it kind for at the Crows? I really loved the seasons of Jordan Dawson and Taylor Walker. Mm. Jules, when Jordan Dawson came over a couple of years ago, I thought, yeah, really good player can play across half-back, um, you know, good outside player, might be able to pinch mm. it in the midfield. I don't think, and look, I don't think I was alone, but I didn't know that he had in his bag of tricks that he was a contested bull as well. And I think the reason the Crows probably 
played better and challenged the better sides this year was basically because of him being in the midfield. He was outstanding, All-Australian. The captaincy fit him like a glove. Some players it doesn't. Um, so he was magnificent. I thought he was a sensational player this year. And the other one who, at 35, had his best ever year was Amazing. Walker. 76 goals. And you know what, Jules? What happened a few years ago, um, you know, with the off-field incident, that, he made a bad mistake, really bad one. And I'm really happy that he's been able to, you know, I, I know that will never go away to some extent, but it, when you see him around the club, and you've worked at football clubs, you know, for 20 years, Jules, He's one of the genuine people, just in my experience. Um, he speaks to the coach the same way that he speaks to the fans, to the players. Really genuine guy. And I'm, I'm just delighted that he had a, a great season and that he's putting together some really strong football. So for me, they were the two standouts in 2023. Yeah, all Australian for the first time, Taylor Walker. He was unbelievable last year. It was a pretty positive year for the Crows overall, let's be honest, even though just missing the finals. Was there anyone that was a bit of a year to forget? At Adelaide? Yeah, Jeff. Oh, I think there are a couple, Jules. Um, Sam Berry. Yes, what happened to Sam Berry? Played the first three games, then only played in round 10 after that. Um, struggled to get in the side. I thought it was going to be his year. Really seemed to just struggle to find the football. I, I, I rate him, Jules. He's a contested bull. Struggles a bit with his disposal, but he sort of just fell by the wayside. So really disappointing. Needs a big preseason. Um, he's going to struggle. To, I don't think he's in their best 22 to start next year. But he needs to work in there pretty quickly. Otherwise, it can slip you by pretty fast, as you know. So that was a disappointing year. Sam Berry, I think a lot of people thought he'd be good this season. He wasn't. And the other one who actually finished okay, so he's a, he's a rung or two above, but needs to start the year strongly. Harry Schonberg only mm. played 11 games, played the final six, was the sub a lot, um, started in the green vest. He needs to be better as well. I, I think they're two players in their early to mid-20s They've had their apprenticeship now, particularly Schomburg, need to start backing it up on the field, need to be pushing the likes of Rory Sloan out, and they've just got to demand that on the track, you know, this preseason. So they're two players, I reckon, who will look back and say, I could have done a bit more in 2023. Yeah, good call. Can't argue with either of those two. We're seeing some really good young talent emerge at Adelaide, and, um, you know, Luke Pedler is one that's signed on yep. uh, for a couple of years. Who, who should we, if you've got one, we should keep an eye out on in 2024. He's one. I love him, Jules. I'll give you a few if that's okay. And I'm just of thinking of guys, you know, maybe that super coach you're looking for next season that might maybe drift into the midfield or step up. You know, you're looking for that breakout year. Pedler's, I, I, Jules, you've hit the nail on the head. I love Luke Pedler. He's big, he's strong chest and loves the contested footy. <laughs> Get him in the midfield. Just need to build his tank. He's been playing that sort of high half forward role. If, now, he had two injury-interrupted seasons the two years before. He's a high draft pick, great talent. He can play. I think their best one-touch player below the knees, Jules, is Jake Saligo. I think he's their best wet-weather player. I think he could be anything. Um, I think if he can play more midfield time as well, he's added a couple of kilos already this preseason. I'm a big fan of Jake Saligo. And the one, Jules, that I think needs to have a better year as well, I nearly put him in that bracket with Berry and Schonberg. And maybe a bit harsh, Riley Thilthorpe. And I, I feel a bit sorry. Yeah, I agree with that. Because not, I, I don't think they've found his position yet. I don't know whether they know if it's in the ruck or as a forward. Now, they're almost got a surplus of needs up forward, as we know, with Walker, um, you know, uh, other players up there that are kicking goals as well. Fogarty, um, you know, they've got the small forwards as well that are really dynamic. 
But I think they're probably trying to engineer him to be the first ruck. I think they need to find the position. He works his butt off at training, but they need to lock him down now. It, it's time for him to really... 46 games, a good apprenticeship. Yep. Time for Ryan Kilthorpe to start to take the ball by the horns and rip the competition apart. Yeah, spot on. I don't think many people would argue with that one. Before we round off on the Crows, what's a pass mark in 2024 for the Crows? Has to be finals. They should have made it this season, Jules. You again nailed it. Um, they lost to Collingwood by less than a kick twice, lost by Brisbane by a goal, Melbourne a close game. You've got to win those games. If you're a good football club, which the Crows want to be, they've got to win them. Now, Matthew Nix was given time when he came on. Fourth year next year, Jules. They haven't played finals since their grand final in 2017. It's easily the longest amount of time they've not played mm. finals. Time to stop saying, oh, it's rebuilding, we're shaping up. Got to make, got to play in the top eight. That's not easy. There's a lot of good sides around the competition, but anything short of finals is a fail. It's as simple as that. No doubt. It's been a Tom Wren, Channel Nine Adelaide. We're looking back and forecasting Adelaide and Port Adelaide. That's the Crows done. Port Adelaide, amazing season. Uh, untenable round three, one thirteen in a row. On top of the ladder for a while, and then went out in straight sets. Uh, so there's a lot of positives. Uh, who was it a great year for at Port Adelaide? I, I think I speak to him all the time, Jules, you know, off air as well. I mean, Zach Butters, I, I just love him. He reminds You're me obsessed, so aren't you? Let's be honest. You're I, obsessed. I, I, I think I am obsessed. I just love the little bloke. <laughs> um, and, as, you know, we've got, to, we've got to stick together, Jules. Um, but what I love is he's got something that I wouldn't have. That's ability and courage. Um, he, he can find him. He goes in so hard. Um, I just love the way he attacks the footy. He's tough. Um, he's skillful. And, and I think nationwide now, I think that's recognised. And I'm just loving that he's getting that recognition. He's going to cop it next year in terms of attention, but I don't think he'll care. Um, I, I thought he had a great year. Connor Rosie, who we just talked about, eight-year deal or eight-year extension, um, he had a brilliant year. And Dan Houston's another one that had a really yep. strong season, I thought. So, I mean, they're all All-Australian, deserve to be there. Um, so I think all three of those, you have to give a big tick. Absolutely. Uh, there's a couple I'm thinking off the top of my head that had years to forget. Yep. I'll be interested to see who, who you say. I think you have to put the Brownlow medalist in there. Yes. Ollie Wines. And I'm a big fan of Ollie. But, look, again, I think a bit of a victim of circumstances. Basically didn't train before Christmas, but has... Set himself, essentially, Jules, my worst year in the competition. And I need to get back to the Brownlow form. And I think that's one of the reasons why he wasn't considered or perhaps even pulled himself out of the captaincy uh, discussion. And I like that. He's a leader anyway. But a big preseason, I think... I don't think we'll get as good as what we saw because I think now the midfield is Jason Horn, francis Butters, Rosie. They're the sort of three main ones. But I think if you can have Ollie Wines in there playing really strong football... That's got to be a good thing. But he'd look back at 2023, Jules, and I think say, oh, not as good as what I would have hoped. And the other one, Jules, and maybe a bit harsh again, and I do feel for him, I don't think the power have found the right spot for him. Lockie Jones. I, yes. I pretty, pretty high draft pick. Maybe I'm being a bit tough. But I think given what I've seen and what I saw, you know, a Sandford Premiership player before he entered the AFL... I'd like to think there's a higher bar for Lockie, um, and I'm hoping we'll see that in 2024. Yeah, it's a good call. Uh, and, uh, you know, he tagged Nick Dacos early in the season. That didn't work. So, yeah, you're right. They need to find a position for him. They need to get Charlie Dixon fit as well. He's still an important part of that yep. side. So we've seen some emer- – a bit like Adelaide. They've, they've done it really well, Port Adelaide, introducing young players 
onto their list and they've still got a great spattering of veterans. Uh, one to look out for next year? I really like... I, I think, again, he ha- showed glimpses. I think there was a game early in the season he kicked three goals in a quarter. I think Miles Bergman could be Good player. I know mm. internal. I know internally, Jules, they rate him enormously. So, again, I'm thinking... For those that are going, oh, I, look, he'll be a tricky price in, you know, your dream teams or super coaches next season. But I think, I think he's going to be a potential A grader, and I don't say that lightly. There aren't many that can exist, um, but I think he's got the potential, and I know that's a dangerous word. The other one, Jules, and I hate to bring it up because North Melbourne fans will probably hate me for saying it, but I think he could be. He's a generational talent. <laughs> I think Jason Horn Francis. I mean, I think people forget he was in his second year, yes. just gone. A lot of commentators that I you speak to, Jules, people that are far more qualified than I, think he's Patrick Dangerfield, Mark II. Yeah. Um, and look, it's a big call, and I know that's maybe, you know, putting a lot of the heat and expectation, but he goes in hard. He knows how to kick a goal. And the thing I like, Jules, is he's not afraid to take the game on when it's there to be won. Look, he's always going to cop the criticism, and understandably so, fair enough, get it. But I, I think, Jules, I genuinely think he, he can win a Brownlow in a, within a few years. I, I think he's that good. Yeah, I, I, think I he agree. Could be. The only thing he hasn't got uh, with Dangerfield is he's not quite as big, and Dangerfield always produced, produces and still produces in the big games. We need to see it consistently, but I think keep an eye on him next season. I think he can take his game to a high level of level again. Yeah, and if the pass mark for the Crows is finals, the pass mark has to be higher for Port. It's got to... Look, I, and I love Ken Hinckley, you know that, I, and I know a lot of people don't, and that's totally fair enough. He's got a fabulous record win-loss, almost 60%. I mean, that's unheard of, but hasn't made a grand final, and it's there. It's You can't argue it. So, Jules, they've got to, they've got to make the grand final. It's, it's as simple as that, and you and I both know, everyone knows listening, they're bloody hard to make, but you know, they had such a good season, 13 in a row, fantastic. But you know what? In 10 years' time, people will go, yeah. what, what did they do in 2023? Well, they didn't even make the prelim. So um, it has to be that, Jules. And unfortunately, no matter what they do during the season, and it's bloody hard just to get there, but unless they make the grand final, I think, sadly, people are going to say, you underachieved. So they're, they're in it for the now, Jules. The other ones I didn't mention who are I'm looking forward to watching next season are their recruits. They've clearly mm-hmm. said defence is an issue. They've gone out and they've hunted Dirk Thatcher and Radagalia. So those two are clearly, in their eyes, two of the key missing ingredients. They've got to step up in their first season. That's a lot of pressure. But Port is in it for now. So I want to see them step up. And I want to see Ollie Lord continue to do what he did in the first final. And that's kick goals and compete. So Port's got to play the grand final, Jules. Anything short's probably... You know, failing. Yeah, I think Soldo's a shrewd pickup for Port Adelaide as well. Tommy, as yeah. always, thank you for your time. You and your family have a wonderful Christmas, a great new year, and uh, we will chat in the new year for sure. Look forward to it, Jules. Happy New Year and uh, sounding fantastic. Love your work.